Yo, what's good, yo? We back with season two. Y'all, we about to get real New York on you. So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Y'all, we finna be live. Tell your friends to tell your ratchet ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we ain't. But you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah, uh, we gotta do this shit for real. You know what I mean? Welcome back to another episode of Pontificating Podcast. It's a me, Mario. Nah. <laughs> it's me, Ty. And it's me, your girl, Asia. And um, guys, you know what we're going to do. We're just going to jump right into it, into our Is It Just Me's. I'm going to throw it over to Asia. Um, is it just me? Like, you ever see people on TV, like celebrities, whatever, they'll be like, I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe I'm living this dream, right? Do you ever have the opposite? Keith Lee. <laughs> but shout out to Keith Lee, because I really, I love it. I love it, Keith. We were, this weekend, we were discussing Issa Rae, who's doing, like, rich woman things. Like, she's not doing, like, I got pocket change things. She's doing, like, rich woman things. She's wearing, like, high waters. She's wearing life jackets on boats. Like, you know, she's really... I cried. <laughs> Guys, I cried when Asia told me. I said, she said, she's sailing sailing and i was like i can't believe this is my life <laughs> truly truly i can't believe this is I my said, life i can't believe this is where i ended up i can't believe it and i don't even want to sound negative about it it's truly just disbelief <laughs> like because you know what i had such lofty ideas for my life and like and also you know how like I think every, like, I don't know, I'm from the hood or whatever, but, like, every hood person, every hood kid, or at least me, or every person that has, like, every kid that has, like, an imagination, and they're like, oh, when I get older, Mm -hmm. like, I have a list of, like, white people shit that I would do. Selling is one of them. Right. Selling is one of them, because it's just so cool, like, the way the boat is, and I also like, like, symmetry and stuff, like, the way the boat is shaped, everybody's just so relaxed, they're just on a boat, chilling, maybe they'll fish, maybe not, but they're just, like, just Just, out in the sea. Just enjoying the ocean. Yeah. It's a very casual event. And they don't care what the weather is, but they're just out sailing, and to learn to sail, that is on my white people shit (laughs) to-do list. So when Asia told me that real tears, I said, this can't be my life. <laughs> this is not the end. Yeah. And I think, I think, I mean, I don't know how the people, like you said, people with, with people with imaginations, people with like lofty goals, right? I don't know if there are some people who never plan for their life. So whatever ends up, they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I haven't been fortunate to not plan every single day of my life. So I don't know what it's like to have no plan. But as someone who has like what plans, and not just like I want to be a giraffe, like I had plans, like I want to go do this, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. I'm, I had like you know written down steps to success, and to not be there, it's really wild. Like I really, I, other day I was, I got, I got high, and you know when you get high, those the thoughts, the thoughts you keep to yourself, <laughs> the thoughts you suppress come out, and I was just like staring at the TV, and I was like, what? I was like, what? So, let me know, guys. Have you, first of all, are you someplace where you can't believe where you are because of the obstacles you had to face and you did plan for a good life and you've obtained it? 
Or are you also flabbergasted by the lack of um, accomplishments and the lack and, and, and you're surprised at where you are because you did try? <laughs> Which is, I think, what is the most shocking part. That's the, because you did try. That's getting me. Oh, gosh. Um, so my Is It Just Me is a little, it's very different, right? Guys. But it's also in the in the spirit of like, um, I don't know, like untapped potential, I guess. Mm. So I realized I love processes. I, I found myself in a rabbit hole on social media with this woman. Her name is, uh, I think it's uh, Chimir. She's a black woman from Atlanta. She's a vocal coach, right? And she posts her clients and they are singers, but you know, they don't have the full access of their range. So she's like, teaching them different things like your mixed voice versus your falsetto, how to um, use the vowels, how to use your power, how to free up your voice, right? I am obsessed with it. I am so obsessed with it, right? So then I, like, I've been doing this all week. So then I'm at home because I'm also like, you know, you're watching it now. As Asia said, Asia loves to say that we're tuning into people's personal TV shows. <laughs> so I'm tuned into this personal TV show of, are you the next singer or become the best singer that you can? So I'm doing all of these like things and it unlocked this, <laughs> it unlocked this memory that I didn't know I locked up. And I was like, Oh my God, I used to take vocal lessons you, like that. for years. And the same things that she was saying to her, her clients, my like very white Italian um, operatic singer um, coach would say to me, and I was like, if only I would have stuck to it. But the idea of me going through the process of constantly failing, and I can see where the student's mind is like, no, I'm going to negate everything she say and do the thing that I do. And she's like, no, just free. And she's very like warm and, and welcoming to them. And she's like, no, like this is this is how you get to the good thing. And I'm like, I'm like, I am tuned the fuck in. I'm like, yes, just be free. Just go, ah, instead of ah, like I am into it, right? And I was like, I wonder where I I would be now had I just continued and stopped mm. because I said, oh, I'm not good. Oh, I'm not a singer. Because she was like talking to one of her clients and she was like, it's all mental of what you do. So once you free up the mental, then you can go to the places that, you know, you can get as a singer. And I was like, right. Cause sometimes I'd be singing and I surprised myself. I was like, I knew I was a singer. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I'm like, maybe, maybe right. I can. And I was just like all the pro like, and I was just thinking about like process in general in life. And I was like, this comes up in my acting too. And I was like, it's like, I get why people say that like acting and music and just like learning anything, everybody like reverts back to music or they refer to music because they like, it's like learning the scales. Like you learn the scales. And then once you get to this place, once you like um, master this note, then you can go do this thing with this note, with this note. And people say that with acting, people say that with like so many other things. And I was just like, I love to watch people's process. Mm. I hate to be in the process. And I was like, I wonder what that is. Maybe I wonder. like you don't want to fail at it. So I know 100% I don't want to fail, but I love to watch other people fail. And like, cause like, and like people say in the failure, you get to the reward and it's like, no, just keep going. And I, I really be like, 
cheer on these people. I was like, no, just keep trying, just keep trying. If even if you don't get it in this clip, right. just like you're gonna you're gonna do it. You just gotta keep practicing. I don't say that shit to myself. I, I be like, girl, like, quit. People say like, you know, it's it's one easier said than done. That's mm -hmm. a good a good saying for this. Yeah, and like it's easier to take easier to give advice and not take advice. Mm. That same thing where it's like, no, just keep going, but you quit, and it's like, well, that's me. <laughs> no, but it's not even like giving advice. It's like me watching the person go through the process. No, no, I'm saying it's like it's not not giving advice, but that part. But it's the part of like when it comes to you, it's different. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can see from someone else, you okay, can see them, me. and you can cheer them on and whatever else. But when it comes to you, you don't have the I really don't. the freedom. I don't know the word to I, allow yourself to like go through the go process. through the process. Yeah. Like I really like guys. My day has I've been up since what nine a.m. and I can tell you from nine till about two p.m. I was doing some artistic shit beating myself the fuck up the whole time literally putting myself through the ring i was like i'm not good enough this is not good this is and i'm like this is the fucking process mm -hmm. this is the pro i'm in the process yeah. of it and this is how you get to the good yeah or this is how you get to the great i don't want to be good i want to be excellent but yeah i was like mm, tricky very tricky <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, this is why Made was one of my favorite shows back in the day. What show? Made. Oh, oh MTV that show. Made, yeah. where they would yeah. make people. I think we talked about that it. Was a very good show. That apparently was very problematic. Was it? Why? Because they would do random things and they would make the people feel bad about themselves in their lives, especially like the ones where it was like having to do with like dieting or like I want to oh. become. It, it was yeah. very. It was a very like yeah. problematic show. It was yeah. a very problem. You're right. But watching people go through the process, I was like You're eating right. it up. As I reflect back on those episodes, I'm like, you're right. It wasn't. Because it should have been a show about self-esteem. <laughs> They're like, no, you are ugly, but we're going to make you pretty. But we're going to make, and I think it was an episode like that. No, they were like, was. yeah. Actually, I just saw on TikTok, um, some, you know, one of the channels, they show like old MTV shows and they were doing True Life, I'm Too Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the pretty sister. I think she had blue eyes, I, but you know, blonde hair, skinny, whatever, whatever. And then there was the ugly sister who looked in my black eyes, just like her, but her hair was up. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like she just had a ponytail? Um, no, the, 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 the pretty one had her hair down. Okay. And ugly one had her hair just in a bun or like this up. Like they didn't look that different to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the ugly one was like, you know, talking about how the other one makes her feel so ugly because you know, everyone gets, she gets, the other one gets all the attention and, you know, she was like, it's not fair and no one likes me. And the other, the pretty one was like, well, I may have dropped out of high school, but I'll always be pretty. And I was just like, the two thousands was a wild time. Talk about eugenics. <laughs> Rare and it's ugly head. What the heck? <sighs> anyway, guys. Right. This is the point where we will stop and ask you guys to like, subscribe. <laughs> this is the point. <laughs> this is it. Here we are. <laughs> Please. I'm so serious. Please. But truly, please like, subscribe, and review our show uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined to. Please share it with your congregation, your people, your coworkers, your family, everyone, friends. Um, the more eyes on us, the more things we can do for you. Yes. Um, and we are in the service because I am just a vessel. <laughs> We're getting into our next segment, which is our So Boom. Okay, guys, we did not originate this. I was seeing some social media posts 
uh, on a clock app about um, the villains in black cinema who are not villains. And then I happened to watch one of these movies and I was like, oh, we got this. <laughs> As a community, we got some of these villains quite wrong and you probably will be shocked about some of them. But we are going to talk about villains that we should apologize to. Okay. And I'm going to start with everybody's crowd favorite, Soul Food. Yes. Because Terry, okay, Vanessa Williams' character, ATM automatically, Terry's money. She got the baddest rap because I was like, as a kid, I said, why is Terry acting like that? Oh, my God. Like, so what? She got money. So what? She working. So what? She giving her family money. Yeah, they were. That was abuse, actually. Come and get. And we thought Terry was the villain. And we were like, oh, she is just flaunting her success in her family's face meanwhile what success she at work working 80 90 hours per week she's overworked her man and her are not connected he out here sleeping with her cousin and then the man that she probably is secretly pining for is married to her sister because her sister stole her boyfriend and And they are in deep love with a family that she wants and then you know what as you her flaunting her career is like it's the one thing they can't take from her and I don't think she was flaunting her career. I just think she, she was. She probably wasn't. She said, please stop spending my money. Right. And I'm, okay, so we all thought that Terry was a villain. And I'm going to tell y'all who the true villain of Soul Food is, okay? Y'all know who it is? Big Mama, your arm. Yeah. It was Big Mama. I'm going to tell you why it was Big Mama. Because Big Mama was saying all the snide comments that we didn't know. We felt bad for Big Mama because she died in the movie. But she died because of her own... <laughs> <laughs> Lack of self-control, to be true. Because she knew she had diabetes, and she's still eating ham hocks. They weren't even they were eating Black good. eyed peas, yeah. candy yams, macaroni and cheese, ham. Because Tyler was about diabetes, and she made a whole diabetic Sunday dinner cookbook. She did. She said diabetic, but she said soul food, pl- like, like, okay? <laughs> My grandma had that, because she also has diabetes. So I said, grandma, it's not going to be a big mama in your arm situation. Okay? And that woman's still here. She's almost 90 years old. But Big Mama was the reason why she put the battery in Maxine's back. Okay? Telling Maxine, oh, your father always thought you was the strongest. Oh, you the one just like me. Putting a battery in Maxine's back to think that she had something over Terry because she had the family that Terry wanted. But Maxine and them didn't have that much money. And then Terry was also funding Bird's shop. And really... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, there, there is girl code, but there's definitely sister code. And I think the mother should have nipped that in the bud. Like, you cannot marry this man. You cannot date your sister's boyfriend. Like, you you cannot do this. Like, this is a family we have to maintain here. Big Mama probably was like, oh, Terry, you want to college. Who cares? Right. She, Big Mama was a problem. She like a lot of Big Mamas in the family where she always put her little foot in it. It's like, if you don't take your diabetic soaked gout-written leg up out of this, ma'am, and mind your business... And then they really wanted to make her feel bad about wanting to sell the house. When it's like, why would she keep funding the house? Okay, the house situation, I said, I get it. It's a sentimental thing, right? But she's going to have to continue to foot the bills. Exactly. If we're going to split the bills, okay. Right. If I'm, if I'm paying the bills and it's my money. And not only is she paying the bills, she is paying the bills while she is heartbroken because her man slept with her cousin. With her cousin. With her cousin. Like, to lose... <laughs> To have your man cheat on you is rough. To have it done twice is rough. To have it done twice with people in your family 
It's fucking ridiculous. Who you let into your house reluctantly. And they only did that to Terry because she didn't have any kids. Because right. I said to myself, again, this is how Big Mama is a villain. Why couldn't Faith stay with Big Mama? Right. All those rooms up in the house. It's a big because, house. And I'm going to tell you why Big Mama didn't want Faith staying with her. Because Lim was up in the house. And she knew from the wedding that Lim was loosey-goosey. So she said, let me protect Bird. But she did not want to protect Terry. Right. Because she thought Terry could protect herself. But the girl needs protecting right. too. Big Mama, you're wrong. You're, you're right. wrong, Big Mama. I'm going to just say it. Big Mama wrong. And y'all got to put your mamas in their place. When they be doing too much. They it's be- true. Because the mothers be the first enablers. The mothers be the first enablers and bullies. <laughs> Listen. There was a podcast I listened to and it said, my mama was my first bully. Or it's a book or something uh-huh. like that. And I said, yeah. Listen, that's it. All right. So we're going to move right along. We're going to take an easy one. I feel like everyone, I don't think it's easy. Some people may be up in arms about it. And it's tricky and I don't care. All right, we're going to go to the best man. Now, that's a polarizing movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's a polarizing movie. It's a polarizing movie. And also, let me just give you a brief synopsis of what a villain is, okay? This is this is the um, Merriam-Webster or Oxford. I can't remember which one I got. A villain is a character whose evil actions or motives are important to the plot. Mm. Now, antagonists are plot devices that create obstructions and challenges for your protagonist, and that's usually the main character, while villains are evil characters with malicious intent. A story's villain is always an antagonist, but not every antagonist needs to be a villain. Now, I want to say that because, follow me. Follow me, all right? (laughs) Now, the best man, everybody said that Harper Stewart is the villain. They said Harper Stewart ain't shit, Okay. Because he knew he slept with his best friend's wife and then went and wrote a book behind his back. And I said, Harper Stewart is probably getting his rocks off because why the fuck did uh, Lance and Mia put him in the middle of it? Why is he in it? Why is he in your relationship trauma? Why is he in it? Because that man probably didn't want to be. He was just trying to be a good friend. Because Mia came on to him. Because Mia, and that's why I said Mia is the villain. Yeah. So is Lance. Because he knew he was doing that girl wrong and he all upset, all up in arms. Right. But Mia is the villain because yeah. she pursued that man. No, Y'all saw how Harper looked in that flashback. He wasn't getting no bitches. He couldn't even get, he couldn't even get Jordan. And Jordan was like throwing it right. at him. He right. forehead, like, what? And then he gonna forehead kiss her. That man probably forehead kissed her because he didn't know what a forehead kiss was. And he was just like, oh, be my friend. You know, right. we're just friends. Let's keep it there. You need some comforting. But no, Mia was like, I got something else in mind for you. A villain. You know what? Whose Sorry. action furthered the plot. This is a side note. Ty knows this. I have such a Tay Diggs. Um, <laughs> I have such a Tay Diggs obsession. Just now when you said the forehead kiss, I said, swoon. <laughs> I just think he is such an attractive man. And I think he looked like a lizard for the beginning of his career. I think he's it's so given lizard, lizard. attractive. I do love a Caribbean man. He looked like the most Caribbean man. I think- and he's so, you know what it is? He's also so quirky. You, mm-hmm. I do love a, I love a fool. He is given Jester of the court. Very much a fool. And I just... Anyway, yeah, back to what you're saying. No, that's that's all I have to say. I'm like, give smoke to me, and I know as the, and I'm only talking about best man one, right? Because then all the other actions, 
that whole friend group was problematic. Right. I'm just talking about the first one. You know what I'm saying? And we had a lot of smoke for Harper. He he done had that, he had that man up over that balcony about to lose his life because he was cheating on his girl. Yeah, but it's true because you know Mia could have slept with anyone, anybody. Right? She chose his best friend. She 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 made the tension. Now he didn't have to write about it. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. and we we're not trying yeah. to be a male apologist. No, like he also had the doing and then he could have said, No, yeah. don't stop. This is your right, right. best friend's right. girl. He could have he could have done that. But in terms of like who sought out to be a villainous <laughs> character, it was her. Right. That's he the evil just, action. He was more so being stupid by writing the book and changing the names ever so slightly. But the person who like actually started this terrible chain of events was and I'm going to say this as a writer. I don't listen. They said, write what you know. I will say, though, he could have waited to release the book. After the wedding. After the wedding. <laughs> you got me. That was a choice. That was a that choice. That was a choice to release it before the wedding because it's kind of like. Actually, he didn't release it before the wedding. Jordan was the one who had the right. know it all. Right. But also, right. they did my girl Jordan wrong. Who the fucking book before the wedding? Jordan is because she's in love with them. No, nigga. Lance. Why did he read it? Oh, because he was being too... Di- you know when your best friend being too dodgy, too shaky, too... You're like, so... He, everybody see, he's, he's sweating, reading the book. Because <laughs> he knew... Because you know what it is? You know when you You know when your friend group... Everybody else knows something but you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to see what everybody... What everybody not saying. Because everybody wasn't saying it. And yeah. then, uh... What's it? Little Terrence Howard character. He was... He's another. He's another. Yeah. He's an absolute yeah. asshole. He was an antagonist for Definitely. sure. And you know, but I say they, they did such a good job with Mia's character because, I mean, I know she's bad, but to this day, she's America's sweetheart because she died. <laughs> like, talk about a way to redeem a, a, yeah. a character flaw. Yeah, dying cancer. Yeah. Babes, yeah. everybody fight. We said, oh, Mia brought everybody and together. It's also just youth because now it's like, you know, you were cheating on her because we really did feel like, you know, he was the worst person in the room. Mm-hmm. But no, Lance was cheating on this girl with everybody. Every single person. And probably throughout the what, marriage. Oh, I'm sure throughout the marriage. Oh, my family faith football. Family faith football and fucking. <laughs> That's what Lance was about. Yeah. A true villain. Yeah. Okay, that moves me to um this one is I feel like everybody kind of know about this one because everybody's talking about loving basketball. Now this truly hurts my heart, right? Oh, I didn't even finish it, but whatever. This one truly hurts my heart because I love love in basketball. Me too. I love love in basketball, and that movie seemingly does not have a villain. It doesn't. It doesn't have a villain. It's a love story that, you know, that has growing pains mm. and people make choices doing the best that they can as they grow. What year movie came out? Love and Basketball, I think, came out in like 1999. Um, the 90s? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it came out in 1999. I'm going to look that up really quickly. But, you know, and I love that. I love that movie. I mean, the, the um, what is it? You... Made a fool. Oh, oh my God. Talk about a good I, fucking when scene. When I say I've watched that movie a thousand times over and over, like back to back, no breaks, just I'm going to the bathroom, that's it. Oh, it came out in 2000. In 2000. Yeah. So like, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. I think by the time, 
Oh yeah, so now this this is the memory this memory works. When I saw that movie, I was still a virgin, and I was like, "This how my first time is gonna be." First of all, that was not a good first time. <laughs> that was a terrible first time <laughs> in retrospect. But they made it look so amazing. Like, come outside. The, but also, I've I've discussed with you guys my obsession with unrequited love. So. It, it it peaked. No. And it was like black. And it was like this idea of like of course the, the, the best friend. Like it was it had it had everything all the things to that make I you... was obsessed First with. First of all, they started off with the kids in the beginning. Yes. So it's just like playful youth, like it, it, nostalgia, like yes. oh, will you be my boyfriend riding on the back of my bike? Uh, oh my god. It was like giving. It was like the tomboy, but like, oh, we're friends. And then the the scene when he knocked on the window and she let him sleep on the floor. Oh my God, the trauma bonding. Okay? The trauma bonding. And then you, and then you get to the school. And then it's, it's the, the little hints of flirting, mm-hmm. little hints of it. Not too much. It's kind of that hope, like, oh, he, I can't have a chance with him. Yeah. And I was, I. And when, oh my God, and the scene where her sister was doing her hair, she's between her legs, and she's like, make, but make it pretty. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> and then her ugly, ugly duckling moment, her swan moment, mm-hmm. when she's wearing the dress and, and the mama pearls. And she looks so beautiful. Her hair is so laid. Her body is bodying. Yeah. Gabriel Union, the, that, that's the villain of every black 90s movie. <laughs> she was. A, I didn't even put Deliverance from Eva on this because I think Eva got a bad rap. Everything being evil in the 90s. But even that scene with like the mean girl and it was just like, but she prevailed because they had sex that night. And, and I remember just thinking like, I don't live in a house and I don't know what grass I was going to have sex in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be somebody's grass. It was, was going to be somebody's grass. It was going to be somebody's grass. Yeah. But it, it exactly. You're like, oh, Gabrielle Union, the mean girl. That's the villain. No, guys, the real villain, it's Quincy. Yeah. He... It's not the anti- he's not the protagonist. He is an antagonist, but he's also a villain. I'm gonna tell you why he's a villain. Now, sir, you trauma bonded with this girl. You first of all, not only did you try to pigeonhole her into gender roles as a kid because that's what you saw mirrored in your household, and you know your daddy, Toxic. a piece of shit, right? What's that? <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, and then you. Fucking all these other girls, right? You being a star, you the man in the streets, right? But then you having this girl do the emotional labor to be your friend in private, right? Because the mean girl didn't come up to her because, oh, you and Quincy are friends. No, because you live next door. They don't even know right. y'all friends. That y'all besties. That y'all even, right, right. That you are letting him sleep on your floor right. when his his mom and dad is fighting. And she's like, uh, can I have a weekend? Throw her little right. gold that was, a, that was a routine. A routine. It wasn't like that was, we weren't seeing the first time. We were seeing the routine of him constantly coming over and probably talking before he goes to sleep. Having her do emotional labor. Yeah. Okay? Emotional yeah. labor and letting you be a safe space in your time of need. Yeah. And then you having her jump through hoops and bounds. And, mm. and I'm not saying that. I said Monica could, could have stayed. But, like, why would you ask her to stay and defy it and devi- defy the rules that you know that are in place for her because you needed her and then do her dirty like that, sir? You're the villain. You're mm-hmm. the villain. Because you didn't even love basketball like that. And then you became the exact same thing that your dad was, the yep. thing that you hated. Sir, what is going on? Yeah. Why are you villainizing this woman? 
Is she not even dating nobody overseas? No, she was holding it down. Just learning Spanish. <laughs> she was just badly in Barcelona learning Spanish. Badly, because I remember that like me and my cousin to this day don't know approximado. Like what does I was like that is Italian in Spain. Where are yeah. they? And then they tried to trick us with throwing Tyra in there. Like she was the villain. And it was like, she didn't do nothing either. She's also a victim. All right. That's her fiance. Of course, you're going to be protective of your fiance. And his maybe uh, childhood love is back in the picture. Like, of course. Of course, you're going to bug up and be like, what's going on here? And try to make it known that you're the one who's the woman of the relationship. And also, she walked into that very awkward, tenuous room. Yeah. Where her man is laid up and she's like, oh, you didn't say she was coming? Who why, is she? Why would you not say she's coming? Right. And I'm pretty sure she goes to the houses, pictures of Monica and Quincy everywhere. The mom loves her. Okay. The mother lives next door. They they now they good they, now they good Judy's, okay? Right. Swapping recipes. They know she probably taught the mother how to cook. Right. Cause she's not smoking, she's not chain smoking cigarettes, looking at the pool because her man out cheating doing her wrong. But he really was the, the the villain, and then for him to be like, "I'll play you and, for your heart," and then he beat her. Let me tell you something. I said, "I ain't gonna lie, guys. I told y'all I'm I'm stupid, and I'm recovering." That was my motherfucking scene. Okay, word for word, she's like, "I play you." I was like, "For what? Your heart?" Oh, barf. I said, that's right. Fuck up, Monica. Play him. You've been balling. And it's right. In Spain. Right. Show him what you got. And they tricked us because we're thinking, I mean, I don't, they're tricky, right? Because it's also like, oh, look at this woman and she's a better basketball player than him. And, you know, she's going to make, so it's like, yeah, I'm rooting for her to play him and beat him. Right. And, and, and win his heart. But then he, he beat her. He turned around <laughs> and cheek checked her <laughs> with a broken ACL, a healing ACL. That was humiliating. And then had the nerve to say, all's fair in love and basketball, right? You fucking idiot. Like how would you know, it really doesn't look back. I didn't watch that movie again. I haven't I haven't watched it since these talks have been around about how terrible mm-hmm. it is. And I need to watch it because it's going to break my heart. Because I really was obsessed with that movie. Like, obsessed with yeah. that freaking movie. He beat her. <laughs> no, he beat the shit out of her. He said, and this is why I was at the NBA and you're playing in the WNBA with little balls. It's crazy. All for him to be at the end being a house dad with a kid in the stands. Because you didn't even love the game. That was so crazy. It's insane. It, guys, when I tell you, it breaks my heart. When I tell you, I don't have like favorite movies because I can't just pick one. But every list, I'm saying love and basketball. Yeah. I'm saying love and basketball yeah. because with all the bullshit, every scene, you feel the story. You feel like mm. the love from Gina. And I'm going to say, Mm-mm, I'm not going to. I am going to say it. Sanai, that's the best she's been. And she hated the process. I found out late. Oh, did she? Oh, this. Yeah, I'll send you the TikTok okay. where she said she hated Gina because of the hoops that she made her put through, and it was just a hard process because everything she gave her, Gina did not want. So she had to really dig deep. Mm. And I'm like, she hasn't digged that deep since because she probably was like, "Why am I exhausted?" Yeah, 
I did also love her in um Brown Sugar. Oh, I love Brown Sugar, but I, that's a walk in the park. Sana is like wildly talented, even yeah. though it's giving Nepo baby. But she's th- that was a walk in the park for her. Yeah. I love Brown Sugar. I I was gonna put that on the list, but I said I refuse to touch that. The only villain, actually, Dre was the villain, but again, no, we leave that alone. Ren and Ten Hip Hop Dimensions. I love that movie. <laughs> okay, going on to another. All right, I'm a, I'm gonna end with a doozy, but we're gonna go. These are some easy ones to do. Um, Baby Boy. <laughs> okay, so guys, <laughs> Baby Boy had been on my list of things to watch, but also to never watch. Um, I watched it today because I wanted to be uh, aware of, what, of the conversation. A doozy. First of all, I mean, I, if you've seen it, it starts off with a groan. Tyrese in utero <laughs> caught me off guard. Caught me off, and it's funny because Ty said you're not gonna always say. I said there's nothing I can say that can prepare you. There's nothing. When she said that, I thought like I don't know what I thought. Maybe like bad acting. No, I did not. The think acting is immaculate. A grown Tyrese in utero. What the hell? What? Listen, R.I.P. to John, John Singleton, but when I tell you he can tell a motherfucking story through yeah. a character, yeah. he can tell, like, it was a, it's never going to be bad. It was a good movie. It's never going to be bad. And just, before you start your, who your villain is, mm. I was, um, just watching it, I was like, okay, watching it, I could see myself being younger, and also seeing this as, like, a love story, and, like, seeing it as, like, you know, this, again, this tale of struggle, like this struggle love and you gotta persevere and you gotta mm-hmm. make it, but adult me, like grown, healed, removed from drama me, is like, this is fucking crazy. I said, this shit is crazy. It was wild. Like the way they were arguing, then having sex, the way he, she knowingly is having sex with him when he's giving her STDs, the mother, literally everybody, every single character was cuckoo kachoo. It was a good movie. Excellent movie. And I know everybody's Baby Boy slander. When I tell you, Baby Boy and Gabrielle Union, I think Baby Boy delivers from Eva and two can play that game. I was like, I can do this. I can become an actor. Because when I tell you, and I knew how I was going to become an actor, I was like, yo, they got to love me in the hood like Taraji. Because there was no place you could go that people in the hood was not fucking with Baby Boy. Like, they were like, oh, you're a good actress like Taraji. Like, Taraji was it, okay? And then, of course, you had the Gabrielle Unions for the Dark Skin Girls, the Megan Goods, or whatever. But I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I want to be in the baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) I changed my mind. Um, Okay, so everybody, okay, technically, right, if we're going with the literary sense of a villain... The villain would be Rodney, right? Snoop Dogg's character, mm-hmm. right? Because he comes in, he tries to kill Tyrese. Just shake his. He tries up. to kill. He yeah. He he tries to kill Jody. He's told that little boy, "Fuck your little fort," which is honest. Oh, fuck your little fort. Me and my cousin love that <laughs> fucking line. Okay, he said, "Fuck your little fort. You ain't my kid anyway, little nigga." I hate you too. But <laughs> I hate you too. He tried to rape. Uh, Yvette in front of her own baby which is crazy yeah. right those are all the makings of a villain I'm a downgrade him to an antagonist because the real villain guys the real villain is Jody and his mama oh yes I completely Jody agree 
and his mama, okay? And this is how we have to search within ourselves to say, am I being a villain to myself today? Am I being a villain to myself in this lifetime? Am I doing all the evil acts to myself to hinder me? Because here's the thing why, okay, I'm going I'm to get into Jody. Jody is the fucking villain because he is doing everything to himself and others. He's not applying himself. He's expecting people to do things for him. It's really giving baby boy. He is a child. Like, you know, John Singleton, he not, he, it's not too conflated with yeah. him. He going to give you what it is, the right? The gaslighting was crazy. The, and that's why, I'm glad you said that. Because that's, <laughs> that's why I said they're the villains. Because they are gaslighting yeah. everybody all throughout the, what? Yeah. Hour 90, like the 90 no, minutes? No, it's two hours, two hours and two minutes. Okay, because I know you said you was on. I said, I think that's a long one. It is. And I used to watch the extended scenes and the deleted scenes, okay? Um, that bus stop scene, funny. And I was like, first of all, the mama is gaslighting Jody, okay? This, okay, yo, baby boy, he has trauma. He said the last boyfriend you had got his brother killed, and you don't even bat an eyelash and, you and he said it several times because he was afraid yeah he said it several not times only that that was a thing he was dealing with currently yes and she just brought in on big rains <laughs> and not even like not only is he afraid for himself that if he goes out he's gonna get swallowed by the streets he's also afraid that if he leaves this house he's not gonna be able to protect you when this man starts beating your ass because mm-hmm. clearly you have a pattern of being beat now mm-hmm. that is not your fault you know what I'm saying? Because you could pick whoever you want to pick and you don't know what's going to happen until you know what's going to happen, right? But you're not acknowledging your child's absolute deep-seated fear. Right. And not only leaving you alone, but also him not being able to stand on his own as a man and do the things that he needs to do. And Jody, baby. Now, I get it. You're afraid for your mama? And you probably didn't have the tools to be a man for yourself. Not only, okay, I get the whole not putting Sweet Pea on. Because <laughs> that's a wild card. Sweet Pea failed. But you didn't set, I feel like you didn't set Sweet Pea up for success. Like, you know when your hood friends and you're trying to put them on. Like, I put a lot of people on, so I know how it is. Like, you know if you're too hood, you be like, all right, listen. This is how you got to, you got to give them a the little and be like, yo, this is how you got to do it. When you right. go in, you got to, you, you got to tell them how to finesse it. You just gave him a dress and said, yo, do it. Yeah, that was that was so odd to me. I thought it's he, gaslighting. I thought it was gonna be like, okay, um, this is what I do, right? <laughs> I made I'm, I'm cool with lady in the hair salon. I go there, expose myself. Go there. They they already know me. They know my product. Say you're with me. That's an easy sell, right? He didn't even, or even say, listen, I do the sale part. You do the boosting. You know, something, something playing to his talents. But when you needed a place to go, you gonna stay with Sweepy, who's staying at do dirty house. He not even staying at his house. Like, he's staying at his girl house. But, but Do Dirty is also the homie. Like, also, Sweepy fucking the homie. That's weird. That's not weird. That's some hood shit. But okay. But it's like, you go when you in need. You gonna go to him. And then Sweepy is ready to murder somebody for you. But you can't even put him on. Right. He was definitely ready. And also, when he came to him saying he wants to get saved. Right? Like, your friend was calling out for help. And he's like, ah, oh, man. Let it go. No. Jody said, fuck Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Because he was having a real moment. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, he said, I don't want to do something I, I'm going to regret or right. do bad things. So I want to get saved now. And he was like, brr. And then he went and killed somebody. 
For him. For him. So him and his girl could live to life and he could keep cheating on that girl? What the hell? When he was talking about um why he got her pregnant, I said, yo, niggas ain't shit. Because he said he got her pregnant because he thought he was going to die soon. So she could be a single parent. And he wanted his like legacy to live on. And she said, what about me? He said, you go, you you be okay. What? He ain't give a fuck about you, bet. What? And that reminds me of um, Ain't No Mo. I don't, I don't know who saw it out there when she was in the but abortion we told clinic. Y'all, we told y'all to go see it. Yeah, it's gone. But it was a good time. Um, when she was in the abortion clinic and she was having the abortion because she's mm-hmm. like, you're dead. I want to bring a child to the world by myself. It, was, it just reminded me of that so much. And I was just like, that's crazy. You're, you're so worried about your legacy, but you're doing nothing. Like, you, you survived. You're not dead, right? But you're doing nothing to provide this, like, this legacy with the next step in life. Right. You're cheating. You're not really gangbanging. You're just riding your bike around town. Like, you're not doing anything to provide for this legacy that you trapped somebody with. What was the point? What was the point, Jody? What was the point? What was the point? I don't. <laughs> to this day. And I'm sorry. I just saw it. So, you know, everything is fresh. It's fresh. When he went to the girl's house, the co-worker's house, to, to sleep with Tend her. Tend on. I, I, thank you. Because I, I, I wanted to mention that. Continue. So, she was a villain also, right? She, mm-hmm. She's a, you think she's a villain or antagonist? She's an antagonist. But he's, again, the villain. Because why'd you go to the house? Why'd you go to the house and then act like he bet is stupid because you went to the house and be like, I fucked that girl. But why'd you go to the house? I can't trust you. First first of all, she's burning every week. Why'd you go to the co-worker's house? Even even how he treated the co-worker, like, I don't fuck you. You my girl. Why'd you hey, go? Stop. Why did you like, go? Why did you go and let her suck your peen? And then I'm not doing this. Why'd you go? Right. Now you got a conscious, because now you realize how fucked up that is. That was crazy. Insane. Jody, you're a motherfucking villain. <laughs> you're a villain. But you knew that. He is. And Tyrese is a villain in real life. I said it. I said it. Um. Okay. Now, I owe this personal villain that everybody thinks is a villain an apology. We're talking about a thin line between love and hate. And now y'all know I am a Regina King stan, okay? We are going to stan Regina King every day of my life, okay? Um, also, let's keep her uplifted in our thoughts and prayers and vibes. Um, I don't know if y'all seen the thin Have you seen the thin line between I did. love and it's hate? I did. It's been a while, but I didn't see it. Okay. Now, I personally don't like Lynn Whitfield for it. The way that I met her, she's just not a warm woman. But mm. also, I was a fan. I was being a fan girl, and she probably was tired. There's a lot of things, so right. I need to let that go. Now, as the black community, we have <laughs> villainized Lynn Whitfield. Now she did it to herself with her own career because she never. I have never seen her be a loving mom a day mm, a never. day in my life. Never. But her as Brandy, we thought we were like. Oh, this crazy lady! Why would you do that? Why would you stand in the in the way of a young love? And if you don't know the story of a thin line between love and hate, it is a man named Darnell who is a club promoter, and he's with his boy who owns Chocolate City, who happens to be Bobby Brown of Whitney Houston's Bobby Brown, and he has a childhood love played by Regina Hall, but sorry, by Regina King. Um, and he's just a play and Martin Lawrence is Darnell and he's just a player around town, just spreading his love to everywhere. Then he lies to a woman who is Lynn Whitfield, meets his match, 
and she is done with his shit. And now the things that she did was wild. They were crazy. They were absolutely insane. However, and we thought Brandy, we said, why was she? Okay. I don't know if y'all heard this. <laughs> I remember when this movie came out because everybody was like, she beat herself in the face for oranges. <laughs> she beat herself in the face in one scene with some oranges to bruise herself to say that he abused her. So in the, what, 90s, 2000s, whatever this came out, all the aunties were talking about it. They were like, I can't believe that crazy lady. Ah, 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 ah. Baby, Brandy wasn't the villain. That lady was minding her business right. up at Chocolate City, probably just going out to have a glass of wine or a drink or a martini or something, maybe trying to meet a nice man. She meets this guy who pursued her. And it's always, <laughs> like real life, it's, they always pursue you just to dog you. Just to do you dirty. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. She was minding her business. He pursued her. She decided, she's like, oh, you're cool. You got personality. Let me take you out. Let me show you new things. I'm a sophisticated lady. Let me sophisticate you. So he decided he was going to pimp her out. He said, all right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to take everything you got that you're giving, even though I'm in love with this lady over here. But whatever you got, I'm going to take it until I don't want it. And he didn't want it anymore. She said, I, 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 I. Right. Not so fast. I think she's not a villain. I think Darnell is the villain. She's a victim. She's a victim because she said, you go, you go and get it how you give it. Yeah. And he met his match. She not, I, y'all owe Brandy an apology because Darnell, he sought her out. He sought her out. Why would you do that, sir? Why would you do that? It's actually, it's actually more. It's an evil act. It's actually more cinematic gaslighting because they always, they always try to act like the woman is crazy for no reason. Like they'll show us how we got there, right? Well, they'll show us the love or the sex. They'll show us what happened, but then they always try to like minimize it. Like you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't have that much feelings for this person that it makes you crazy. But it's like, but you cannot gauge someone's feelings, and you can't say how much they should feel for someone that can't really quantify that right so you can people can be crazy also people people be on their last nugget of, of sanity and it'd be that one person who takes them over the edge and he i think he definitely took her over the edge and it's like now you have us rooting for him and his longtime love of his life that he's been dogging also for a very long time right. not paying attention to her and we're not even gonna talk about the colorism aspect of this movie um, who then had to, she went to come save him and put herself in harm's way. Now he done put the love of his life. And I'm saying this in quotes, if you're listening into harm's way yeah. and they're all falling off of a cliff of an, in, of an invisible pool. <laughs> I gotta watch this movie. What are we talking about here, guys? Yeah. Y'all owe Brandy an apology. Everybody apologized to Brandy. Everybody apologized to Lynn Whitfield. We can't talk about the rest of the roles that she did after that where she don't love her children. <laughs> she does not love her children. <laughs> but ever. In that movie, y'all owe her, y'all owe that lady a big apology. Because yeah. y'all villainized her for a really long time and it wasn't even her fault. Yeah. And I look this like a serious, but in the real life, you no, know, like it just goes into like how they just like to say women are hysterical and act like we're crazy for no good reason when there's a good ass reason. Right. And then when you see a man act crazy, it's like, he's passionate. 
Right. Women who are crazy are just crazy. Men are just passionate. And they love their family. And they're for their family. And it's just like, but she was doing anything for the man that she wanted. Who did her wrong? And y'all said talking about the women to put the men first. And she did that. And he still did her wrong. It's giving patriarchal. Yeah. It's giving wrong. Yeah. All right. So this is my last one. And I think y'all going to be mad at me, but I don't care. <laughs> what is it? Black Panther. Okay. Now, I know that Ryan Coogler did an amazing job on seeing, like, where we, most people rethunk what a, a villain is. Like, mm-hmm. he made you question who the villain in the story was. Was it T'Challa in them or was it Killmonger? And everybody's saying Killmonger is the best villain in the MCU cinematic universe. Again, y'all owe him an apology. And I'm going to break it down. The real villain is Queen Mother and King and, and, and oh yes and King T'Challa, right? And I'm gonna tell y'all why. Now we y'all love to be like the sins of the father, cast it's not a castle on the children or whatever. All right, so if the the brother did something against the kingdom and y'all cast him out, right? And then he met somebody, y'all knew about this kid. Yeah, y'all knew about this kid. And if you wanted to punish the brother. Take the kid, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, take the kid and bring the kid to Wakanda. Now you have this kid growing up in America, in San Francisco. When his dad, didn't his dad die too? His dad did die. Yeah, so they, they could have taken him from that moment and showed him, in like, the mama. I know shit, shit is rough, but look, look, we're your, uh, your, uh, your royalty. Life is not so bad. They right. made him. They made him. Come to the oasis where there is nothing but blackness at the center where you can feel proud of yourself and know your heritage. Go back to your ancestral lineage. Yeah. But you cast this kid aside and now he's playing basketball in a in a hoop with no hoop, just a backboard in a in a drug infested neighborhood in yeah. San Francisco. And then you're upset that he tried to take your whole kingdom down. Mm-hmm. Y'all should have been came and got that boy. Yeah, you really should have. What are you talking about? And then you're talking about... Because I knew he existed for the entire time. Because even if you think about it, I, we, we, I have to assume they knew his... They knew what was going on, right? They know they know a lot, right? Right. At some point, they could have been like, well, he's... No, the like, elders knew. I don't think T'Challa knew. Because no, he... T'Challa and Shuri was like, what the fuck? I don't believe... I blame the mother and I blame the oh, father. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I blame the, the elders. Definitely yes. the parents. T'Challa was just like, that's my cousin. I don't... Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Like, why am I fighting him to the death? Yeah, like, this is crazy. Uh, but definitely the parents. But I also feel like, did they keep him away because they wanted to make sure that their son made it to Black Panthership? And they didn't want to have him any, have any competition for him to, to go up against. They wanted to make sure that he was there. So they were like, why? Why ruin this for us? Why ruin it for him? But was that really his to have then? Well, obviously not. He lost it. I mean, he got a bat, right? But he did lose he it. He did get a bat. That's he what I'm saying. Like, what could that, that, that's the thing. It's just like, that's, that's, that's an evil act. It's like, even, okay, if we're going for lineage, right? And if Killmonger was to be in the Wakandaverse, right? Mm-hmm. And that was always going to be his, it was always going to be his. Right. That's still an evil act for you to keep this kid outside of it, to give it to your son, mm-hmm. for him to have. But it wasn't his to have in the first he place. He destroyed mad shit. Like he, yeah, he was upset. Yeah, and rightfully so. He was upset and rightfully so because he was an orphan, and he didn't have to be. 
He had a whole community. And poor. And poor. Yeah. And they have vibranium. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Queen Mother. No. And you know, I love, y'all know I love me some Angela Bassett, but like, baby, go get that baby. Even leaving him to deal with like white people and racism and all the things that really shaped him into who he was. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't like, I mean, we don't know what he would have been like if he was living in Wakanda, right? Maybe him and Shiloh would just been just like, like, like brothers. Exactly. And he would never have turned his back on him or never have betrayed him because that was like. And maybe he didn't even want the throne to begin with. He probably right, would have it, it to it was yeah, his. Yeah. Like, how dare you shun me, keep me out of here. Right. And now I'm going to take what's rightfully mine right. and I'm going to kill your son. That was too far. <laughs> now I'm going to say. You know what I thought was too far when he, when he um, destroyed the plants? The vibranium plants. I said, well, this is crazy now because maybe you're going to have a kid. You want them to be able to take the to take But here's the, drone. the thing. He can survive in poverty in America. All he got to take is a little bit back to America and he's yeah. on top. So, yeah. and, and that's the thing. And then now you have a kid that doesn't value any of the values that you would have had. Right. Like, the traditions, anything. y'all just hustling backwards. Because yeah. he, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know the traditions of anything. Right. So I did, I did think it was crazy that he destroyed the flowers. But also these flowers mean nothing to him. They mean absolutely nothing to him. Because he has been growing up in that environment and know and to know how rare they are. Or to not even to know, but to care that you can't just make a new batch. It doesn't matter. It's not. This is not the life that he grew up in, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's y'all fault. And now I want to take back the tears that I cried because I, when I tell you, I find it took me forever to watch Black Panther too. But what I did when I tell you, I was told up about Queen Mother. I was upset. I said, "Why would you do this? This was unnecessary." She had to die because she had to pay for the sins of mm. her sins in the past. Because Killmonger, not only did he not need to die, especially you know, like. And we're, we're talking in, in the Marvel universe because, of course, T'Challa didn't have to die, but, you know, the things in real life right. happen. So it's like, if T'Challa was going to pass away, you could have had somebody, like, you know what I mean? You didn't cover all your bases, so you did right. have to die, Queen Mother. And I want my tears back. Because I was toe up yeah. when she died, okay? Because yeah. that was unnecessary. But you got to pay for your sins. And that's the end of my apologize to those villains. So, justice for Terry, okay? Right. She really got the worst of it. She really got the... That was financial abuse. They better give... Okay? They better give my girl... What's that? That was Vanessa Williams in the movie, but Nicole Ari Parker... And I, I did not rewatch the, 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 the show so full, because they went a little bit more in-depth. But y'all owe Vanessa Williams... Vanessa L. Williams. Y'all, y'all owe her an apology. I just want to finish off with something not black related. I've given you this random thought oh, about Elsa. Okay. <laughs> Frozen is such a crazy um movie to me because Elsa is the problem. Like she is the problem. I don't understand how she's even a Disney princess. It should be the sister who well she's like redhead so I guess she can't be I don't know. But Elsa is the problem. Like everything that happened was her own doing and then she gets mad about what happened like, She's an evil person. And then she's going to go to the mountains and be like, let it go, let it go. I'm going to be who I want to be. You're being a bitch. <laughs> You're being a bitch. Your sister has had to live without you for all these years because you, like, it just was, it was just really insane how she made it all by herself when she was the problem. Now, I do think her parents overreacted. Okay. She was, she was a child. <laughs> Listen, get your rocks off. Go ahead. But everything else, I actually went on Reddit because I, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was watching. I was like, does anyone else help hate Elsa? They do. People hate hate Elsa as well. 
Because I'm like, no, she's the problem. I guess, and her parents overreacted when she, the sister got hurt because he was a kid and, you know, her powers were new and yada, 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 yada. But to make her feel like it was all her fault, that was fucked up. But for her to keep with that vein forever and then just start freezing shit out of anger and making a castle and then sing, what got me was her singing about it. She sung about it like she was in the right. Damn, that's, that's the sound like an Aries. <laughs> I guess I cannot stand her. Anyway, that's it. That's my that's my non-black related movie villain rant. I'm glad you got that off your chest because you really you really be harbored in that one. It angers me so much because they try to make the villain the guy who came to marry his sister. Like he was the villain, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he again, he's he had shit going on with him. He was a good character, but she was the problem. Mm. Anyway, guys, thank you. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you so much. There. There are two movies that I didn't get. Well, did, let's talk about the one movie I didn't get to because I said I'm not such a brown sugar. The eyes were watching God. Now that's the TV movie, and that's really deep cut. That's niche. The grandma, the grandma was. I listen. I know she was. I know they're like, oh, it was the times, and she didn't know she married her. Oh, the grandma and the first husband was the villain. But y'all watch that at your own risk because I. I was upset watching that all over again. I think I saw it on ABC when it came out, so I don't even remember yeah. it. Cause I, was I just like, know because what year was that? When I thought about villains, and I was like, why do I was like, why do I think Tea Cake is a villain? And I was like, Tea Cake can't be the villain. And I was like, I was like trying to remember if it was the movie or the book because I'm like, no, well, Tea Cake it was like a love story. But I was, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need to revisit that mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna update y'all. But I was like, the movie. Let me watch the movie. I only watched the first like. 40 or so minutes, and I said... Where'd you watch it at? YouTube. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, the first husband. I said, not him making her into an indentured servant. (laughs) And the grandma just shipped her off, thinking she was doing a... Grandma, y'all grandma? Y'all big mamas? It's the big mamas. It's the big mamas. Listen, as we get older, don't be the big mamas that's selling your kids off into indentured servitude, okay? I already big arms, but I ain't having no kids. My offspring's the same. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on youtube we are at from the burrows podcast like subscribe follow engage and don't forget we love y'all play cousins bye